This is the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. At this point in time, I'm extremely happy that we never had a college football preview show and that we did not on air so that there's any reference by anyone who listens to our show of our predicted record for Penn State this year. That will stay in our text messages. Yes, that'll be private. <laughs> you know, just like everything else we say to each other, uh, which would get us in a lot of trouble if it ever got out. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, secrets in terms of the sports world that you know we got to keep those to us. You know, we're 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 pretty high up in in the, some sources, and uh, you know, I don't I don't want those uh, to get out there. Um, but I, I am I am definitely glad on this somber Sunday that we never said what was going to happen with Penn State football this year. Yeah. Um, Maybe we so, should just have come out with this now and just been like... Yeah. Like, posted it, posted it like a... Uh, our predictions after the fact. Right, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Po- post-dated them. You know? And honestly, for now, um, that's, that's the depth of uh, college football we're going to get into today. Yeah. So, moving on. And we're going <laughs> to the NFL now, but before we get into our predictions, we're just quickly going to push through Deflategate here because we're sick and tired of talking about it. Um, I, I think it's utterly ridiculous what happened in the courts this past week, but you know we're not going to get into it all that much. I know before we do our predictions for the NFC East and uh, the playoffs and Super Bowl 50, we are going to read um, a, an email that, that we'll touch on in a bit, but I don't know how much commentary we're doing on it because we have a lot to cover tonight and only about 40 minutes to do it yeah so without getting into uh, it too much we'll we'll touch on the email in just a second but you know kind of like you said regardless of how i may feel and it's well known i you know patriots hater here um and i've admitted before a lot of that is jealousy like i'm I'm not i don't hide from like the causes of the the hatred for for the patriots like i just just want to be clear i i feel like i I do a good job of owning it. Like I'm not trying. Like I rarely go on base and say my unbiased opinion opinion of the Patriots or my unbiased opinion of what should happen to the Patriots. Like I usually feel like that's not me. That you know, like that I own. This is what I think should happen because I don't like the Patriots. Um, you know, and, and some of our fans uh, like that, and some of our fans don't like that. Um, but that that's okay. Either way, I am really happy that whatever happens at least for now, is behind us and we can get on and Thursday night there's football. Yeah. Um, I may have to put it on mute. Um, <laughs> right. You know, as like at least for the first quarter or something like that. But I, I can deal with it because you know what? NFL football is back on Thursday. And like we like we said um, a little bit ago, I need NFL football because uh, college football didn't – like we said, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not going to talk about anything but NFL this evening. Just to uh, stick to the schedule, we got a lot to cover. So before we do that and get into the fan email, uh, we'll have Justin give you some of our contact information in case during the show you want to interact with us, and uh, he's got that for you right now. Yeah, and like Joey said, um, you know, we're we're going to be talking NFL tonight. We're going to be talking NFC East. Um, you know, so the most the most important conference, at least when it comes to uh, fandom, uh, the best fans 
um, are are in this conference and those well, Redskins and Giants and also followers, and also the worst fans. They are some conference. of the best out we'll there. We'll just right? we'll just let that go for who you know. You can kind of fill in where you where you feel appropriate. I'm I'm sure we would um, maybe not. We probably wouldn't agree on that one as much as we would on uh, as we did on some of our picks this year. But anyway, uh, we'd love to have your take on any of the teams or the divisions, you know, and, and we're going to get into a kind of like our season overall predictions here at the very end. So um, we'd love to have you call the May Sandler Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show at any time um, using the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at jomazeandjraf at gmail.com. Again, jomazeandjraf at gmail.com. You can also find us on a plethora of social media sites, primarily Facebook Not just and Twitter. A lot, a plethora. Yeah, it just, I mean, a ton. It's just a veritable we're, jungle we're of everywhere. social media sites. Uh, primarily Facebook and Twitter. That's where we're most active. Uh, you know, it's not a social media site, but I do want to remind everyone that we switched over our audio only feed to Mixler. Uh, you can find us at mixlr.com slash jmnjr dash radio. And uh, you could also just go directly to jmnjrradio.com. That uh, audio stream auto plays as soon as you log on there. And again, you can check our website, uh, joemazenjraf.com. We have a list of upcoming shows when I update it. Uh, the archive for both audio and video productions. And, uh, you know, you can watch the show live through that website instead of going directly to Ustream. So there are a lot of options out there to consume the show, and we invite you to interact with us while we're doing the show. So take advantage of everything that Justin told you, and, uh, you know, we'll get you on. We'll address your question and whatnot, which we'll do right now, jumping to the May Sandwich Shop email inbox, where we have two emails. One was sent to us uh, two months ago, or maybe longer, that we'll get to in a little bit. But first, we're going to address one coming from where else? Rich in Massachusetts. Surprise, surprise. And I'm sure you know where this one's going. So I'll just read right through here what Rich said. Yes, it is finally all over. Time for some football. Yes, the preseason is over. Oh, you thought I meant the deflate gate or whatever the court case was. Well, thanks to the NFL, it is not over. Wouldn't you think that sitting out one game for not cooperating plus a million-dollar fine and two draft picks would be enough for the NFL? But no, they want blood just like most of the teams outside of New England. Since the fine for messing with the footballs was 25000 per ball, this should have been put to bed. Anyway, let's get to Thursday night and the start of the NFL season. I will send you my selection and agree with most of yours after your show tonight. Hint for you, my team and one of your teams is in the Super Bowl. I wonder if Justin can figure it out. So obviously he's saying that it's because my team can't make the Super Bowl if his team makes it. He has Patriots-Eagles for a rematch from the Super Bowl from, what, 11, 12 years ago? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. It was the... 04 season, 05 Super Bowl? Yeah, yep. So, yeah, 11... It's going to be 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Oh, man. A long time ago. That is crazy to think about it. It's been that long ago. Um, I don't really want to pick up too much. Like I said, we're not going to really dwell on Deflategate in the court mess. So, uh, do you have any reaction to this? Um, I, I'm kind of surprised he picked the Eagles. Um, I, you know, I think while his Patriots pick, you know, you could say, oh, it's a homer pick. I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad pick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Picking them to go to the Super Bowl is not never really a bad thing, I don't think, because uh, they've they've proven over the last decade and a half or so that that's that's pretty much the norm. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll have to see how our picks kind of come out. And like you said, he'll he'll give us our his uh, 
his full rundown, his official prediction after the show. But, um, you know, I, I, I have to agree with him, like, regardless of my views on, on whatever the outcome is or is so far, like he kind of mentions, um, I'm, I'm just glad it's, it's at least for now over with, and we can just get oh, on to yeah. football I mean, on Thursday night. I agree with him in that too. And I'm ready to move on to the actual football Thursday night. If you really want to know my feelings on Deflategate and what happened in the court case we'll of Brady, of well, yeah, contact me off the air, but I've posted a couple pictures to our Joe Mason JRF show Facebook page. Um, but I've also posted a couple of things on my personal page. So if you're Facebook friends with me, you've seen some of the things that's that I where posted. You get, that's, that's where you get, you get some unfiltered stuff uh, about I it. I wouldn't uh, go as far as unfiltered. I right, just you're said, right. I did. I toned it down. I could have been a lot worse. You can get the gist. Of you can get the idea of, of what I'm again, thinking. text messages. <laughs> now that's yeah. unfiltered. Yeah, that's exactly why no one can see our text messages. <laughs> People probably think that like if they just cut into the show out of context, they're probably like, what are these two doing? Like, what are they sending to each other? Or what are they doing behind the scenes? You know, they're, they're, it's just. Let's just put that. We are we are oftentimes very clear about where we stand on multiple issues. Yes, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they are sports related. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this people watching this show, if you're actually you know you're listening to us live or in the archive, you would probably actually be really interested to see what we have to say um, unfiltered like that. But uh, alas, uh, UStream doesn't allow swearing, so you know. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep it toned down here for the right, children, right? You know, for so. the children. So, all right. Well, enough of that. Let's move on to the main portion of this evening, which is focusing on finally the NFC East, the last Amen. of our division previews. You know, we did all eight separately on on a show. We're finally here at the last one. We did the AFC East last week. We both picked New England. Here we are with the NFC East. We're not gonna dawdle. Let's start at the bottom. At the same time, who do we both have? Okay. In the last right, I place. I just had to process that. I knew what you were saying. It just kind of All right. Was, Fourth place, I got it. NFC yep. East on three. We're the mascot. One, two, three. Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. So, I, again, we I think we talked about this before the show when we were kind of making sure we had our, you know, when you were compiling the, kind of the spreadsheet of our of everything we've talked about so far in the weeks leading up to this. Um, not only do we agree a lot on the top choices, which, again, Joe and I mentioned we talk a lot of sports stuff all the time. Like we we go back to the origins of the show, or basically we're just now recording the conversations we always had. Yeah, essentially um, that's why the sh- we started right. this so show. So like th- this is nothing out of the norm, except for the fact that when it comes to like prediction shows, we don't talk about. We may talk about some of the things we're like thinking about, but it's never like our picks. Um, we never discuss our picks um, before the show. So we kind of now again. We talk enough sports and, and know how we feel on certain players and things like that that we can sometimes maybe see where the other one's going with their picks. But, um, you know, we, we don't have, uh, you know, meetings beforehand to kind of discuss these. Yeah, right. we were very similar on a lot of our yeah. top picks, and our bottom picks were actually identical. Uh, I yeah, I, don't, I think every right. single fourth-place team we had exactly the same. And up till today, only one of our first-place teams was different. That was way back when we did the NFC South. And you were going to go with Atlanta, and then last second you switched to New right. Orleans. Right. Um, it's it's interesting to see we're pretty much on the same page. Um, it, it's, yeah. It, it's, as we get to the end here, we can touch on that a little bit more. Too. Yeah, and as you can see, you know, um, this spoils a little bit of what we're going to talk about because we're going to do wild cards. But you can kind of see what we're thinking of some of the runner-up teams in the division races, where they're going to be. But you see the question mark because that's what we're talking about right now. And what's interesting is uh, 
that, that we seem to think pretty highly of the NFC East because both of us have two teams making it. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to see uh, where that kind of where that kind of ends up. But um, you know, I I don't know exactly um, how this is going to play out yet. But uh, we'll, I'm excited to kind of see over the next uh, few minutes where where we end up. Yeah. So um, Redskins last place. Why? Well, there's dysfunction there. They they are the definition boys. of dysfunction. It's, like, it's the Raiders of well, the East. I was gonna right? say when we were younger, it was the Raiders. Um, and I know that's probably you know there's some of our audience like the Raiders. It's really from 2003. I don't really view that, but you know necessarily the same way. But to us, like you know, the Raiders were dysfunction. You know, different coach almost all the time, different players all the time, like all kinds of stuff. Um, just couldn't ever really get anything going. Well, that's the owner was never on the same page as the coach. Right. That's the Redskins. Um, all, all like words out of Washington are that essentially everyone but Dan Snyder and maybe his closest people in the organization want RG three out. They didn't even want him. They wanted to cut him because if he gets hurt this year, they are guaranteed to pay him sixteen million dollars next year. Now there would have been a cap hit if they cut him this year, I'm sure, but not sixteen million dollars, and they'd be free of that next year. You know. But now, and and I was reading this, and um, Bomani Jones, who I, we're not getting into other stuff. Like again, we, we'll talk there. But like he he does bring up some good points sometimes. And so if RG three is your third quarterback and your team isn't doing well, because we've seen Kirk Cousins like come in in relief and be he's a turnover great, machine. And then we've seen him like when he gets the job, kind of like last year where he had longer spells and they played Colt McCoy, right? right. And Colt McCoy. Seemed to have, like, at least was getting it done last year for Washington, at least better than they had earlier in the season. And then it, they just kind of went a different direction there. Now, they think highly enough of Colt McCoy to bring him back in possibly the two spot or whatever. But if RG3 is sitting as your third quarterback and the season's not going well, which we just predicted it's not going to for the Redskins, how is he not going to get the start at some point? And if he starts, is he not likely to get hurt again? Like, and now you owe him the $16 million. Like, to get to kind of what Bomani Jones was saying, he's just like, having him, if he's not your starter, how can you have him on your roster? Right. Like, What's the if point? you're the Redskins, not other teams. Like, well, if you're a team bringing him in as a backup, that's one thing. But in this situation, with all the drama and all that stuff that's going on, with the owner, like, wanting him there and all that stuff, how can you have him on the roster if he's not your starter? And if he's on the roster, how can, like... The owner's only saying, no, we have to keep him around, but we, we don't have to play him. Like, that makes no sense. Like, it it's dysfunction, like, squared. You know, it, it's, it's multiplied. Unnamed sources that are players saying that, like, finally we can move on and be, like, a focused football team. Like, it's just toxic in that Redskins right. locker room, and that's mm -hmm. never going to help anyone. You know, we've talked about in the past how – Players, coaches are creatures of habit. They don't like to see anything disturbed. Well, this is just a, a massive disturbance that hasn't gone away for three what three years right. now. We just talked about in New England now completely different scenario, but like how people on both sides are just happy it's it's over and done with. You know, like and that they we can move on. Uh, you know, regardless of your feelings on the flake, you can move on. The Redskins instead of like cutting it off and just being like, all right, we are we're gonna move on, or no, we're giving this another shot. Like they're just like. Uh, we're going to hang on enough that it still is drama for everyone, but not enough that, it's you know, like, like they've, they've admitted to the mistake to 
you know, it's like they admit the mistake to everyone else, but not the most important person in the, you know, in, right. in the relationship. Right. They're like, yeah, we we totally screwed up, right. but we're gonna we're gonna hang on. And to I'm it. not sure that RG three can't be a playoff, be a quarterback on a playoff team again. I don't know. I mean, what but he it, did his rookie year was phenomenal. Right. And it's but it's not gonna happen in Washington. It's not gonna happen there. He needs to get out. Washington needs to get rid of him. Yep. And yet the two sides couldn't work that out. You know, mostly that's on Washington, I guess, but. They couldn't like, they couldn't bring themselves to do it because Dan Snyder can't get out of the way. I don't know, and this is it's not off topic because obviously we're talking NFL, but it's not NFC East related other than it being about RG three. We heard a number of teams that would be interested if he got cut. I wonder if it would be. It's intriguing to me for him to sort somewhat return home if he would could land in Houston and let O'Brien give him some some pointers especially if you get cut because if you get cut all of a sudden you you are getting him like i want to say discount it is a but discount like, it is because you're, you're not going to be paying him first round quarterback money you know um and you probably get him for like a two-year deal you know something like that that could change the game for houston you know we, we were talking that's a, a big uh source they, of, they pick uh, brian hoyer over ryan mallet but you know right. why not bring him in and give him a chance i guess if you're trying to decide between those two, you want want to add another person into right, there into right. that the aspect of that competition. Or you have but... a place like I don't know, and you know I know I don't know the whole quarterback situations at some of these Bills, places, but like Jets, Bills, possibly. I feel like the Bills are set elsewhere. I feel like I don't think Rex would necessarily go the RG three route, but I'm not going to begin to try and predict what Rex Ryan would do. You know, actually, but like, what if he goes like he would want to be a starter, but what if he goes to be a backup like in like arizona like under bruce arians who has worked well with takeover for right, carson palmer and really kind of helped you know andrew luck in his transition into the league which andrew luck was the first quarterback taking that you know it's just like you know with carson palmer where you might actually get the play this year i don't know that's a lot of talk about the redskins quarterbacks just the beginning of their problems defense they've had some solid parts there but at the same time um, they've had some aging parts, and they weren't as good last year as I thought they would be on defense. Um, I think that trend kind of continues. I think defense is still going to be a little bit of a problem for them. And offensively, honestly, I don't know what to expect from the Redskins right now. I just If I have to pick them placing in the NFC East, I'm going to pick them as the worst team. So I'm yeah. honestly going to put them at like six wins. I think they get to six wins because I think Alfred Morris is good. I think they have they have some wide receiver weapons. If they can get a quarterback to get on the ball, and honestly, I think that's Colt McCoy. I don't think it's Cousins. I think Colt McCoy, maybe not a playoff caliber quarterback here, but I think he's the best option they have right now. I know people will disagree with that, but um, I don't think he got a fair shot in Cleveland. I don't think anyone ever gets a real shot in Cleveland. So um, I kind of think uh, I think Colt McCoy, if he gets a shot, the Redskins could get the six-ish wins. I think... Otherwise, I it wouldn't surprise me if the wheels fall off and they get two. I I, I do. I'm 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 not gonna go to that point and say they're the worst team in the league. They very well could be. They were four and twelve last year. I don't see them being any different. On, on the other hand, <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm gonna say on the other hand, at two wins, Christian Hackenberg would fit uh, right in on an offensive line. I can't oh protect God, let's not. Let's just not. This I like, couldn't do it. I couldn't. Uh, sorry, I couldn't help myself. I think Moving the on. Redskins are, are the same. What what changes do they make for the better to say that they're worth more than four wins? Is it is not having the RG three distraction carry over into the regular season? Does that well, make a difference? I think having a quarterback that buys into Jay Gruden's system 
whether they are a good enough quarterback or not is an improvement over having a quarterback that doesn't fit and doesn't buy in just trying to fit into the system and then trying to make that change on the fly. You know what I mean? So having Cousins or McCoy who are going to buy in to Jay Gruden and do what he wants and they'll be able to run the ball with Alfred Morris and, uh, you know, get it to – you know, hopefully you can create some big plays for Deshaun. I say hopefully for that, not for me. I, I hope the Redskins are awful, but I, I have them as the worst. I team. can't see them getting more than four or five wins, so I definitely have them in last place. All right, moving on, third place on three. Three, no, one, two, three. Giants. Giants. Yeah, I, I, this, I kind of come back to the same thing that I finished there with the Redskins. What have they done to get better? Eli's a year older, and I, we're not going to go back and talk about it, but I do want to mention that that story that came out about Eli wanting to be the highest-paid player in the league, like, yeah. that made me laugh. Like, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Are you kidding me? His time to do that was is not now. No, it, it was, was after the second ago. Super Bowl right, win, right. which is, you know, it was now four years ago. Right. You know, and So they're due, right? They're right, due, they are right? due, because there's lots of talk, Coughlin being done. Actually, I thought it was last year, because Coughlin and Eli – you know, there's lots of talk that they're going to be pushed out. Last year would have been the year. Um, but like you said, seven season, I think eleven season, fifteen season. Know, this, is, this is their year. Maybe, maybe I should change this. Maybe I should take them. I I hope not. But um, <laughs> you know, who knows? I I wouldn't surprise me if Eli puts together a great season and has the best season of any quarterback in the division. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. It's not out of the question. Um, because in terms of results. Like, overall, he, he's had the best seasons. Um, yet, everything kind of since that last Super Bowl has kind of been otherwise. And um, there were some years where he may have been the worst. Uh, he, he's been a turnover machine. The Giants have been a turnover machine. Um, I don't really know what they have at running back, which under Coughlin and trying to protect Eli is not going to be helpful. I mean, I know they have some people there, but um, it didn't really work out the way they had hoped the last couple of years. Um, the good news for him is they have an amazing wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. Um, had a f- great first year. I feel like people are super high on him. I don't think he's as yeah, good as everyone's saying. Like everyone has him ranked as like a top three wide receiver of in the one league. Catch. He's one a great catch. wide receiver, but he's not that good. No, it's it's and it, honestly, if if Victor Cruz comes back as strong as before. Odell Beckham Jr. might not be the best wide receiver on his team. They also have Ruben Randall, too. Right. You know, he's no slouch. Right. People, now, like, go gaga over Odell combined, Beckham. I just, combined, they have a good wide receiver. Show core. show me more. But, show but, me it right. all the time. Right. We've seen lots of wide receivers have a great rookie year and then nothing, you know. At, so Anytime that a kid makes even, like, a, like a standard catch – but it was one-handed. The kids are all like, Odell, Odell. I'm like, God, it was one catch. Get over it. Seriously. I, I'm already tired of hearing his name, and it was one season, one right. one catch. But I think I think they're in there around 500. Um, That'd be an improvement for them as well because they right. were 6-10 last and season. And I think they're better than 6-10. and 10. Um, Again, if things start to go poorly and Eli's turning the ball over, though, that could, that's one. This is one where I think – Again, I, you know, obviously if they win a couple more games than I haven't predicted for, they could be in the playoffs. But at the same time, I feel like if Eli's turning the ball over like he has the last couple years, the wheels could come off quick for Tom Coughlin and the Giants as well. Um, I think there's a lot in the East where things like the high end is really high for for I would say the Giants even just because 
you never know. Like, I feel like they played so far under their potential last year. Right. I feel like their potential may have dropped a little bit this year, but I think they play closer to their potential. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, so I understand. If their potential last year was like 11 or 12 wins, right. they played so far below that. If their potential this year is, you know, eight or nine wins, I feel like they play closer to that so that they're better, even if they don't meet their potential yeah. this year. I, I, I tend to, to agree with you. Um, I'll say I'll say seven to eight. I I don't think they're awful, but again, I'm like, what have they done really to get that much better? But I do, you know, looking at some statistics from last year, they might have been a tad unlucky. I think they're a little bit more more even than their six and ten records. So I'll say maybe a tad improvement, but I I don't know if it's enough to let Coughlin keep his job because if they go seven and nine or eight and eight, you know, it's been a number of years now since they've been. Well, any let, good. let's just put it in perspective. For last year, they gave up the same amount of points as the Eagles. 400 points, which is a lot, but they scored almost 100 fewer. Right. Yeah. The Eagles were scored 94 more points than the Giants last year. Uh, you know, and that 94 four points. Four game swing. Yeah. Four games. The Eagles went 10 and 6, Giants were 6 so, and 10. You know, they need to be able to score. And offensively, they'll get Victor Cruz back, probably, but, um, you know, just, I don't know. Did they, does Is Victor Cruz the difference between four wins? Is he a four-win no, swing? No. I don't know that anybody is a four-win swing in the NFL. Brady wasn't a four-game swing in terms of Vegas in, in uh, you know, for the Patriots. No, Virtually no one is a four-game swing. You know, oh, I guess Peyton Manning was <laughs> more than that when he was out in India. Yeah, that's but, like a 12-game <laughs> right. swing. But, you know, you, you get the idea. Victor Cruz is not a four-game swing. It takes a lot. They're going to have to play a lot better as well. And I think they're better than last year, but still not, still not there. Tom Coughlin and his Giants, since they won the Super Bowl following the 2011 season, are stuck in that um, average team rotation. Which they missed the playoff the next season. They went the same as they did the year before and won the Super Bowl at nine and seven. The next year they went nine and seven, nothing. 2013, seven and nine. Last year, six and ten. Right. We're saying again, seven or eight wins, and, and they're stuck there in, seven or eight in mediocrity. Wins, seven or eight wins and, and no playoffs, and uh, Coughlin's out. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the end of the road for him, and I, I think he'll probably be done in the NFL. I think so, too. I think um, he's reached the point, point he'd probably retire, I, I would imagine. Um, uh, he'll be turning 70. He's, he's just turned 69. Uh, I love that they give ago. the age to the, in the de- thousandth. Yeah, <laughs> 69.006. So, apparently, he just but turned 69. They have they probably have a sorting system that right. if you know no, no, specifics. I, it you know. just, it's funny that – right, and they probably use it for players all the time, but, like, for the coaches, it's right. – it's just uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, so Tom Coughlin and the Giants, uh, no no playoffs for you this year. Sorry. Probably um, around 500, maybe a tad below. And uh, and if Coughlin goes, do they cut bait with Eli? They're talking about an extension, but if you're bringing in a new coach, you think the new coach wants to deal with Eli? How old does Eli turn? Does Eli, Eli turn is 36 old, this year or something Yeah, like that? I, like, I think I told you that when, when, we, I, when I, I, I was laughing it. I my didn't butt it. off I thought about like, I thought he was. I thought he was like my age. He'll be 35 in January. Yeah, I thought. Right, wow, I thought he was like maybe gonna turn thirty three, you know. But I know I'm like, oh, that's two years difference. Well, two years difference is a big difference in the NFL when you're talking about, you know. I don't get the same like, thing. Lifespan. That doesn't that doesn't correlate at all. Thirty four point two four six. His birthday is January third. I don't okay. know. He's thirty four and will be thirty five in January. Right. So but so anyway, there's that. Yeah. So it. You know, he he's probably doesn't have a well. He probably he might have one. His real name is Alicia. I 
had no idea. Did, why doesn't anyone or know Or is that? it Elijah, but it's just spelled Oh, with yeah, you're right. It's probably Elijah, but it's spelled with an S-H. It's spelled Alicia. It's spelled Alicia, right. I have, I have a friend from high school whose things, name was Alicia spelled exactly right. Things like I that. wish I would have known before, before now. Before, you know, 15 oh, years gosh. ago or, or 12 years ago, however long he's been in the league now. Um, yeah, but this anyway. is his 11th season. Yeah, so he's he's not a young quarterback anymore. So I it wouldn't surprise me if they cut him, especially – if they have a season that's worth not keeping Coughlin around. He's made a, this. I thought he was more injury prone. He's started every game yeah. since like the middle yeah. of his rookie season. Good genes there, I think. Yeah, definitely good genes. <laughs> I mean, you got to think uh, with the, what, what Peyton was I can't do. get over with Eli. In my mind, I always think of the, the game he got in for an injured Kurt Warner against the Eagles. And he was just running around around the line of scrimmage. And this is back at the vet, I believe. And just kind of like wandering around, like not wanting to cross the line where you would have to run, and just completely oblivious to like a linebacker, or defensive end, like coming from behind and just crushes him uh, from behind. Um, but anyway, I think the Giants are the second worst team in the division around 500. So, all right, that brings us to here it comes. What's it gonna be? I know what I, I'm doing. I know we got the eternal optimist over here. I'm a realist, so here we go. On three. Second place, NFC East. One, two, three. Cowboys. Eagles. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go. Go ahead. All right, because then your My yours rebuttal. can lead into yeah. mine. All right, so um, anyway, the Cowboys, I think the they'll be able to run behind their offensive line because their offensive line is arguably the best in football. Um, I think their offensive line is a tad overrated in the sense that People are like, oh, you can literally put anyone behind there and they'll rush for the same yards the marker did last year. I don't think that's the case. I think they'll be productive behind that line. I don't want to make it sound like that. Um, but, you know, uh, Darren McFadden will get hurt taking a handoff. Um, now I say that he'll probably rush for like 2,800 yards this year somehow. Um, Romo is injury prone with his back. Like, I'm not going to go all on injuries here because that's a dangerous precedent to set when I pick my first place team here. But I just think um, – I think what we saw from the Cowboys last year was about as good as they can get. Um, their defense still statistically wasn't that good last year. Their offense hit a lot of that. I think their offense is a slight regression this year. Slight. I think uh, Tony Romo is still very, very good. Uh, Des Bryant is really good. Um, you know, they have some other weapons there. The offense line, like I said, will be good. But I think um, – again, Tony Romo is not a young quarterback. And so I think kind of as you go through this, um, I just think last year was their chance. Um, and, you know, thankfully Des didn't catch the ball, and, you know, we don't have to worry about that. But um, I think – Romo's actually older than Eli. He'll right, be 36 right. in April. So I just think that there's a slight regression there, and I think the Eagles are better than they were last year. Um, that, that's my take. Um I, I well, I'll stop you there for now. You want to hear why I don't? I'll stop I there for agree. now. But I think I think they're going to be. I think they'll be okay. I, actually, I think they're going to be better than okay. I'm I'm still going to put them at ten wins. But I think you essentially have them flipping with what they did last year. Yes, yes. you have the Eagles at probably around twelve and four, and the Cowboys at ten and six. Because yeah. we know that you I, have 
The right. Eagles winning, but the Cowboys in as a wild card. I have the Eagles at 11 or 12 wins. The Cowboys at 10 or 11 wins. So, so pretty, pretty Virtually close. neck and neck yeah. coming down to probably that second time they play because I think they play in week two. Um, but For the first time, right. Yeah. Um, I'm a little – yeah, I didn't want I didn't want to reveal this leading up to it, but I almost didn't have the Eagles in second. It doesn't really surprise I'm, me. Like, I I think people are underselling the Giants, and I, including me. Yeah, and I think I just me. did it. I think right. I just did it. But um, you know, maybe it's just you, and I, I just don't want to poo poo on your parade here. Um, That's like the opposite of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I'm going to give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt and say that. While I don't want to buy into it too much, I think they're You're a Chip Kelly believer. Well, I mean, <laughs> on, I, I know that's contrary unfair. to what I, we uh, talked about right. when he took the job. Um, so far, up to this point, I can't say I, you know, I hate what he's done. Right. But remaking the entire rosters is it, crazy. That's crazy. And if it remaking works the out, entire roster of a ten to six team. Now, I I always bring up, you know, people bring up the stats of what the roster is compared to the, when he took over. And I am always quick to point that the team he took over was a four and twelve team. You know, if you look at any four and twelve team, eighty percent of that roster is not going yeah, to be there in, in three years. You know, there's a reason they were. So there's been and it hasn't just been a head coach change with the Eagles. Now it's everyone. Everyone in that office, front office, is not there or in different roles. Um, you know, they they kind of play around with that with Howie Roseman, but Howie Roseman is not. You know, He's a glorified assistant GM basically now. You know, he has right. no decision making power in, in that organization. It's Chip's show. So, no, I, it is crazy that they've turned over the roster so much. Since Chip Kelly arrived, the last seven leading receivers have left. Five of them were Deshaun Jackson, the other two were Jeremy Macklin. The last six leading rushers are gone, all of them being LaShawn McCoy. The two quarterbacks from the first two years he was there, Foles, he's better than Sanchez. He would have kept playing if he didn't get hurt. Gone. Um, their best player in terms of pro football reference, approximate value, McCox, still there, amazingly. Foles, gone. Uh, Vic, but that's not Chip Kelly, so not even going to go down to that list. Right. Um, I just – that much turmoil – off-season issues. Chip Kelly may be able to get through it, but can the entire locker room do it? They've had a strong preseason, but again, I'm on, on the fence there. Right. Some, you know, you want to be like, okay, that's good. I, I like to see that. I like to see that the, the backups, the rotational guys. You right. know, I feel uh, I feel like there's more depth now with guys that fit Chip's stuff than there were before, which is a positive thing because you need the depth with the stuff Chip does. Um, I w- when I look at it. Like, am I? Do I feel good about the preseason? Yes. Do I feel like the preseason justifies a great pick? No. All those Colts teams that went zero and four, like every year Peyton Manning was in Indianapolis, and will go out and win at like a minimum of twelve games. Preseason does not correlate to wins. No, it does not. That We've being seen said, many I, times teams go zero and four and win the Super Bowl. That being Bowl. said, I was very glad the Eagles lost their last. Yeah, there you go. So you don't have the I don't four think no any hype. team has ever won four games and, and then won and, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. I just I, I look at the Eagles and I, I get it. Like I I'm I'm all in and it's clearly a homer. I'm gonna say clearly. Like I feel like other you you could justify your picks of the Eagles. Anyone. For me, like the the fan side of me 
wants to buy in and that's definitely a part of it like i said before with the Patriots stuff like i i feel like i own that i'm trying to own this here like i'm on being on the fence all other things equal except that because i am the fan it's pushing me to just be like you know what forget it i'm all in you know just, i'm all in new I'll, quarterback i agree new running backs right i agree. new offensive linemen and and you know we use i use this for some of my new other secondary ones. I use this for someone. There's lots, of, there's lots of ifs. If I don't think they need all of them to work out. If the defense is better than – if the secondary is better than last year, they don't have to be great. But if they're better than last year – by the way, this is kind of crazy. I saw this this afternoon. Eagles were one of the teams possibly inter- interested in Cam Chancellor. Yeah, like, i seen that making the rounds. I don't know what they'd have to give up for him, though. Like, who knows, you know. Um, but anyway, like, that's just kind of crazy. Um, but I, anyway, uh, like – I don't know. My final thought, I'll, I'll and I'll yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I'll focus on the running backs because it leads me into my Cowboys conversation. One, Ryan Matthews is always injured. I don't know if you can count on him. I like Darren Sproles, probably the best of the three, but he's the scat back, change of pace guy. So that's tough. Um, I feel like he's to, going to be like as a much slot as wide receiver. This I year. dislike McCoy. It's not his athleticism or on the field productivity. Right. right. No, I agree. Demarco Murray. Well, I think he was underrated before last year. Now he's completely overrated and a product of that system and that line. I don't know that the Eagles can match that. Now he'll be in a rotation, which should be good for him. But he has had injury histories in the, or problems in the past, and that didn't happen last year. Right. He's a major fumble issue, and as a fantasy owner of him, I know that all too well. <laughs> uh, so I just – honestly, I have them I, – I, I'm giving them the, the nod um, as my uh, – my actually top wild card team. I'm now I, I'm kind of wavering on that, but I'll stick with it. I'll say they get ten wins, uh, and they're second place in the NFC East. But I, I'm a little hesitant to make the pick because part of me is screaming that I, I'm wondering if all all of this is going to work out. And I, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I don't know. I the fan in me is basically giving them the benefit of the doubt on all those ifs you mentioned. And I, I, I like the idea of having the rotation at running back. It hopefully will help with some of the issue problems that you mentioned that both of both of the top two running backs have. Um, I think the thing I, I think about here is the Eagles don't need a season like last year from from DeMarco Murray. Like, you know, they don't need the 1,800 yards. And all, they need – if they get – 1200 yards you know and i think that would be huge you know 1200 yards would be uh, a great season for demarco murray because of the rotation that i anticipate being in there i think his touchdowns will drop off a little bit i i I honestly don't know how many touchdowns he had last year but i think it'll drop off just because of this the system um but i think i think ryan matthews is also going to benefit from it whereas they kept trying to push him into like a bigger role in san diego and have him be um you know, kind of, well, they tried to kind of make him into something he wasn't out there, I think, and that was kind of like an every down back. Um, I think he fits well. I think Chip will use him well. Um, and I think Darren Sproles, um, that Chip says he wants to focus on getting him more touches this year. Who knows how that actually plays right. out? Um, because as you saw, and it just reemphasized with the quarterback things, they, you know, the third quarterback spot, and it's like, no one should ever pretend to even have an idea what Chip Kelly is thinking because when they traded Barkley, everyone just assumed Tebow was going to make the team, and then and nope. he doesn't. 
Um, so I, I just, I'm all in. I think the Eagles get 12 wins. Actually, I'm going to put them at 11 wins. 11 wins, possibly 12. You have Dallas 10 to 11 division. in second, Eagles and 11 Dallas and Dallas is first. getting my, one of the wild card spots for right. me from in the NFC. Right. I think it's going to come down to the very end of the season. Eagles now, what do Dallas, I have to say like last year. about uh, Dallas? I think um, that they have to do it this year because I, I think if they miss the playoffs, um, that Garrett is done. Well, I think Romo could I be agree. done. I agree with Garrett because it'll be viewed as a regression. Well, yeah, and the the Cowboys have not made the playoffs in back to back seasons since oh six oh seven. Uh, so this is a, a big year. I mean, like we said, Tony Romo will be thirty six in April. His time's winding down. Garrett has to do something. I think they have the talent. I I buy into the offensive line in the system, and um, and one of the texts from my dad says. Um, he wants to know what we think about the Cowboys adding Christine Michael. They added him in trade today for the Seahawks. He hasn't done much behind Marshawn Lynch, but they were very high on him. Maybe a change of scenery will, right. will help something. I, they have a sta- they kind of are, do- are pulling an Eagles. They, they have right. a stable of backs. Who's going to excel? Christine Michael played ball at Texas A&M. Maybe the homecoming will help trigger something. I don't know that they were kind of doing it before the Cowboys until DeMarco Murray exploded last year. They didn't have, they, they, they had been using a duo of backs before. So I don't think there'll be too much of a regression. It's just, it'll be, it'll be two or three guys getting what Murray did last year instead of one person. One of the areas that I think will be interesting for the Cowboys is going to be, what are you going to see out of Jason Witten? He uh, showed some decline last year, not necessarily in his, like if you were evaluating as like a GM, not necessarily, you know, bad, but in terms of like, uh, statistical production, you know, uh, a drop off. Is that going to continue? Is that going to have an effect on the play of the wide receivers? Um, you know, I, I'm interested to see with the guys they have around. I know, you know, some people like Cole Beasley. You know, like, well, they're high on Gavin Escobar, right? And they need someone opposite of Dez like that. They can get some consistent. And I'm not saying you need another fantastic wide receiver. You just need somebody that can take advantage of double teams that Dez is going to draw all the time. You know, like, that's what you need to do. You need, right. Um, and at times that was Cole Beasley last year, but every now and then he would just get lit up across the middle, you know. Um, and the offensive line, I, I kind of, you know, everything went right for them last year on the offensive line. I kind of, this may be, like, not – I'm not like rooting for an injury here. I just kind of look at the Eagles offensive line two years ago where everything went right and they were they were like the best offensive line in the league two years ago. Now I, I get they weren't like so young. Like I understand that. But they were they were a really good offensive line two years ago. And then last year, just at the wheels fell off. Injuries and all kinds of stuff and you know is is it reasonable to expect back to back stellar years from the offensive line for the Cowboys. I know it's not the same situation. I know they've got a lot of young guys there and they have depth now. Um, but like, you know, some of those guys like free who, who was there, he was a liability. And then last year, all of a sudden it's just like really good. You know, he was getting penalties. Well, I think when you get talent around you like that, I right. think it helps. Right. No. And absolutely. And it's just, it's going to be one of those things where I, I don't know. Um, and I think they're very good. I just have them in second place because I don't like them. <laughs> say, just tell us how you really feel. Um, I think the, the next point from my dad in text, and, and I agree with him in that, and we don't have the time to go in, in depth. If I'm to picking units, I pick the Cowboys defense over the Eagles defense until they show me that their new additions are better this year. Uh, yeah. I, just, I, I think there's 
the Eagles just they they weren't strong at points, especially in the secondary. Now they're doing a lot of things different this. They had a lot right. of new just you know Chip Kelly's team complete overhaul. They maybe they'll surprise people. Maybe they play like they did at times in the preseason. Well, there's been some right shakeups now, in I, the coaching staff there too. I take um, Dallas over Philly in that department. Yeah, I I, I can get that. Um, I I can see. I view it as kind of like a toss up, but I I can see like you know I can see that. I'm going to take the Eagles as, even if they're not better than Dallas, being significantly better than last year. Again, I I think better than Dallas, or not better than Dallas, but better than last year, I think will has the potential to be good enough for the Eagles. So that that's kind of what I'm going with. That the, the better defense, even if it's not as good as Dallas, um, will be good enough for them with the offense this year. All right. Wild cards, playoff predictions, Super Bowls. My two AFC wild cards: number one, Miami; two, Cincinnati. You agree with me? You have Miami number one, right. and San Diego is yeah. uh, in there number two. And which means some interesting decisions in in Cincinnati for uh, yeah. Lewis Could that be and, the end of the trail and for Dalton. Andy Andy Dalton and uh, Marvin Lewis? Yeah, it, I don't know about Lewis, but I definitely think this is Dalton's last go around and. Honestly, I don't have them making the playoffs. I think they're tied together. So. I don't have them making the playoffs, but they need to. If they don't, he's gone. In the NFC, I have Philly as wild card one. I'm a little hesitant on that now. I think I, I should have shifted them to two, but I'll I'll keep them there at one. I have Arizona the second one. I think they're both in there at, right. at ten wins. Right. We flip flop. You have Arizona as the one, and Dallas, and Dallas as is the, the two. two. And again, I put Arizona, Dallas, and Philly, and I think you similar might have a little bit more separation there, but. I have Arizona, Dallas, Philly, all kind of there within a game. Tiebreakers, kind of sorting it out. They're the same three teams that I was trying to sort I, out. I want obviously the Eagles to win the East with lots of separation. I don't know that it's going to happen. I think Dallas is right there, and it's going to be a lot like last year. But this year, I think both teams make it as opposed to last year where the Eagles. I had not. said in the NFC between the East and the division, uh, excuse me, the wild cards, there were four teams I had three spots for. Do yeah. you know the team that I left out? Was it the Giants? No. Oh, I don't know. Minnesota. Oh, man, you're really in on them. I like Minnesota. I think I just – I don't know if they I, have enough. The reason I kept them out is because I think it's a year early. Right. I think right. another year, if I see Teddy, well, Teddy Bridgewater make the, the progression so you think that he like needs. a 32-year-old AP is the running back that they Well, have. you know, that's 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 the thing. That's why I'm like, well, do they need to do it now? Hmm. And so, who knows? Maybe so they we'll will. I, I, yeah, Minnesota is going to be interesting this year. All right, conference championship game. I have Indianapolis versus Pittsburgh. You have Indianapolis versus the Patriots. Right, I do. In the NFC, I have Green Bay versus Seattle, and you have Green Bay versus the Eagles. Yes. Now, my Super Bowl is the Seahawks for the third straight year. This time they get it done. They beat the Patriots, who, or excuse me, they beat the Colts, who beat the Steelers in the AFC conference championship game. Seattle, um, takes out Green Bay once again in the NFC. So Seattle over Indianapolis in Super Bowl 50. I, I think I feel bad about that because I think it's the number ones from both at least going in. A lot of people are, are leaning that way, but that's that's how I feel, so I'm going with it. You didn't fill yours in, so what are you doing? Are you going you know Homer all the way? You know what? Why not? <laughs> Philly against New England. So you want full-on rematch from 11 right. years ago. Right, and I think with pro- properly inflated balls and no you know, video <laughs> shenanigans, I think the Eagles just run get through it done. The list, right? Just run oh, through man. the list, Now we're going to get now, emails again. Now we're just going to get texts from my dad about you being at home. <laughs> we're going to get texts and, and emails from New England about <laughs> people harping on all their... And, their uh, and here's the thing. If I'm picking purely on football here, I, that's a stupid pick. 
but it's not purely football. Like, this might be the first time I've just gone full homer. Usually I don't pick the Eagles because I don't want to jinx it. This year, I don't know that I really think it's going to happen, so why not? Eagles. Eagles over the Patriots. All right, well, there you go. That is how we see the 2015 NFL season playing out. We thank you for joining us over the last, like, 11 weeks. It took us to do the eight divisions and get our Super Bowl predictions, but uh, we're at the end of our show. we got to get going. And now it's time going. for actual football this and week. Now, yes, Thursday, NBC. Steelers at Patriots, two of the teams that we both think will be of the better ones in the NFL this yes. season. Should be an excellent start to the season, and then we get all the way underway on Sunday with a full slate of games, Sunday night football, two Monday night football games then. So it should be uh, awesome, and obviously almost every Sunday we'll have a recap of that week right, going on. Right. A few Sundays here and there we'll do a new show, The Bulldog Hour, but most of the time we'll be here talking NFL. Yep, so looking forward to it. Glad we finally made it and that we're actually getting to the football part of uh, the football season. <laughs> yes, definitely. So we'll be back next week talking NFL Week 1. And uh, shout-out before we go. I do want to say once again, happy 30th birthday to my, my wife. She she uh, celebrated yesterday. And uh, my dad says I need to get a new co-host. <laughs> I'm hearing this a lot lately from lots of different people. Right. That doesn't really make Any uh, Any shout-outs from you? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. All right. Well, then, thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 185th episode of the Joe Mason and J-Raff Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes Store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening. <laughs>